A brief introduction of our host, that's me. What is Microsoft Access? Why everyone is in the business of data? And why so many people start with Excel and then migrate to Access? Our very first episode starts now. Welcome to the Microsoft Access Podcast, the most popular desktop database in the world, brought to you by accessusergroups.org. Here's your host, Access MVP, Juan Soto. Welcome to the very first episode of the Microsoft Access Podcast. This is Access MVP, Juan Soto. I decided to start this podcast because I believe Microsoft Access is a truly wonderful product that can help businesses improve the performance of their employees, improve customer service, or even to create software that's going to allow you to run your business. You know, a lot of times businesses are unique and they require unique software. And you can't just grab a software package off the shelf such as QuickBooks, which is a great accounting software. I actually use it in my practice, but it just sometimes doesn't fit. And so there's a need to create software from scratch. And Microsoft Access is that alternative for you to consider. There's a lot of great technical information online in terms of uh, blog posts, and then I've written a lot of them. And there's even technical videos, but I felt that there wasn't a lot of information to be able to provide business with a great idea of how wonderful Access is and being able to help them out. And so over these podcast episodes, we're going to bring some great use cases I'm hoping to have guests in the future as well that can share their experience with Microsoft Access and be able to show the world how Access can be a real game changer for their business. I just want to take a few minutes to talk about my qualifications and what makes me an expert in this field. First, I'm going to talk about the MVP title that you heard at the beginning of the podcast, how I got it and who gave it to me. You know, MVP stands for Most Valuable Professional. It's a program that Microsoft has that recognizes people like myself who are experts in our topic and help out in the community. And you'll find MVP in any major technology category at Microsoft. You have Word MVP, Excel MVPs. You can learn more about the MVP program by going to mvp.microsoft.com. You can also search for my name, Juan Soto, see my profile, learn more about my activities. And it's a great program. Uh, I have to get certified every year. We all do. I earned mine by traveling the U.S. and the world and speaking at conferences. I also started a worldwide organization called AccessUserGroups.org, and that's the organization that's sponsoring this podcast. I invite you to take a look at that website. Uh, we have uh, groups on four continents. I head up the group that does SQL Server with Access, and that's the second Tuesday of every month at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, so I invite you to come to my next meeting. One of the great advantages of being a Maxis MVP is every year they have what's called the MVP Summit, where only MVPs are invited to come to Seattle and meet with the product teams. In my case, I'm the Access team that maintains it and adds new features. And so I always look forward to it. This year it's going to be in March. And uh, we always get to hear uh, what they're working on and the new features are thinking about adding to the product and what's ready to be released but more importantly, they also would like to get feedback from us. They want to know how my, uh, the, the businesses are using Access for their day-to-day -day operations. And they want to hear from us how the product can be better based on the customer feedback. And so while they're busy uh, adding new things and fixing bugs, they don't have as much time as they would like to to uh, talk to customers. And so as product ambassadors, we get to bring that experience to them, and in turn, they get to 
uh, tell us about all the great things coming down the pipeline. Now, I will try and share as much as I can during this podcast, but I signed a really long NDA, multiple pages worth, so I'm not going to be able to share everything with you guys in terms of what's coming down the pipeline, but when I can, I will. I also head up my own practice out of Chicago called IT Impact, where we have multiple access developers on staff, and we design solutions for companies throughout the world. And I'm going to be drawing from that experience for this podcast. All right, now that we got the introduction out of the way, let's talk about data. Business revolves around data, whether it's a simple list of customers, orders, or items in the warehouse. Every business deals with data, and you need to safeguard that data. You need to nurture it, make sure it's correct, and you need to take advantage of it. Find out what trends are there in your data that can help you with decisions going forward. The other aspect about data in the business is business revolves around transactions. It's transactional. So you can't have a customer record without a business name or a customer name. It doesn't do you any good to have just the address and the phone number unless you know who that person is or what that business is. You can't have an order without a customer. You can't have an invoice without an order. You can't ship something unless you have items in inventory. So you have all these transactions that are specific to each business. Everybody's a little different. And that's where access can come in, enforce that transactional nature and make sure things run smoothly and help your employees with these transactions. Uh, things flow natural from a customer record to an order to an order to, to uh, something that got shipped. Uh, once it gets shipped, it gets invoiced. Once it's invoiced, you want to collect a payment, right? So it's a full life cycle of transactions. And there are many ways to enforce these business rules. For example, we often require that the customer record has a customer name or business name. Without that, you can't save it, right? It doesn't, doesn't let you do anything unless you have something in the customer name field. Um, we cannot uh, create an order unless it's tied to a record in the customer table. So the order table is tied to the customer table. So it can be designed from the ground up to enforce these relationships for these transactions. And then once that's designed, you can then also use forms to enforce business rules uh, that are more complex. For example, a form can prevent you from saving an order if the customer wants next day shipping, but the carrier that does next day shipping is not selected. And so this kind of logic can be programmed at the form level. So when it comes to storing data, most people pick Excel. Because that's what they know. We get tons of calls in the office where people who have created a spreadsheet, they want to convert it to access. And one of the reasons they call us is because Excel has some uh, limitations. When you're first starting out a business, you're not going to have that many customers or orders, maybe. And so uh, Excel is great, right? You can create this nice little spreadsheet of uh, customer list and orders. And uh, it's only you or maybe you and someone else. And so it's easy to share. But as your business grows and as you start getting more customers and start creating orders, that spreadsheet will start getting bigger and bigger. And as you hire more people, it becomes more difficult to share, right? So if somebody has a spreadsheet open and another person tries to open that same spreadsheet, they're going to get an error message saying someone else has this spreadsheet open. You can't, you can either wait for them to finish or you can create a copy. So when you're first starting out, yes, Excel is great, but then you have to move on to another platform. And that's where Access can really help you out. Access will allow you to store hundreds of thousands of rows of data 
And you can then easily share that database across multiple employees in your network. Um, you can easily do it with five or six employees. You can probably do it all the way up to 25 employees. I've been able to work on a system to do that. But beyond 25 employees, then it becomes an issue. So we do a lot of work on converting Excel to Access. And sometimes we'll get a really complex spreadsheet that's been used for years at the business. Do you want us to convert it to a database? Oh, boy. I mean, talk about a... Uh, complex data a spreadsheet because access and excel are not the same right excel is great with formulas and and um, creating calculations and access is great at storing data and so you have to program the formulas in so when it comes to converting excel to access the sooner you do that in your business the better off you'll be the less expensive it'll be or the less effort it'll be to convert it over it's a worthwhile effort because if it's done right you'll be able to Expand your business with ease, hire more employees, be able to improve operations, improve the efficiency, how you do things. So the beauty of Microsoft Access is how it can help with a tremendous amount of situations in the business and automation. We automate using VBA, which is called Visual Basic for Applications, and every office program can use VBA, not just Access. So a developer like myself can create solutions that span the gamut of office to truly make access a workhorse in improving the efficiency of employees. I have a great example. The other day I was with a client and I saw him create a quilt. He had finished the quilt in access and then he ran a report, step one. Step two was to output the report to PDF. Step three was to go to Outlook click on the new message in Outlook, attach the PDF, put in the subject line, and put in the body. And then uh, modify the email and send it off. So I asked him, well, you know, um, how many times do you have to do that? He says, well, I usually do it around 50 times a week. And how long does it usually take? Because I measured it was around 30 seconds. He said, yeah, that's about right. It takes me around 30 seconds to to this process well you know 30 seconds times 50 times a week you're looking at uh, 1500 seconds which means it spends 25 minutes on average creating all these quotes so i asked him i said what if we created a new button in your access application that will automate that whole process it'll create the pdf it will launch an email message it will attach the pdf it will fill in It'll set a standard subject line. It'll fill in the body of the email. And then it'll stop because a lot of times uh, they have to modify the email with some special language. Like, for example, per our conversation yesterday afternoon, I've, bought, I've included your quote here. And and then they can then send it off by clicking the button in uh, the Outlook message. So he loved the idea. Well, it turns out that there's three employees at that company that do quotes, around 50 quotes. So we're looking at now an hour and a half each week. That's an hour and a half that they can now use to create more quotes if their business grows or work on customer service issues or even increase sales by doing more cold calling. Here's another great example. We had a company give us a call that the manager was spending four hours each morning importing data from the web and running it through a series of processes in Excel, they would, he would then import it into Access, 
run some additional queries on it, then export it back to Excel to do some massaging of the data because he didn't know how to do everything in Access, so he would take it a second time into Excel. And then finally, once he was done, he would then create these reports for the CEO of the company. And he did that every morning uh, during the week. And being the high-level manager, we we saw immediately the potential here to save him all that time. And so we created the application and access a new one that with a click of a button, it would ask him where is the file to be imported. It would then import that file, do all the massaging. It would erase any data that was not needed. It would create any totals that were required. And then it would... Uh, import the data into a SQL database in the cloud, and then he could use Azure, I'm sorry, he could use Power BI to create these reports for the CEO. Well, we got that down from four hours every day to just a few minutes every day. And he was then able to delegate that to another employee of the company so he can focus on what's important, which is growing the business. And over the years, I see this constantly. Company employees that are repeating processes over and over again to the point where they're frustrated. Uh, they know they have to do it. The business requires it. And in the back of their minds, they kind of realize that, you know, this could be automated. That'll save me so much time and grief and aggravation and focus on what's really important, right? Growing the business, improving sales, improving customer service. And so I get a real kick out of it where we can create these access solutions and help them automate and just love seeing the expressions on their faces when they see it for the first time. What would take them minutes or hours comes compressed down to seconds. And it's what really I strive for, what I really live for. It's the why of why I do things. After the break, I'm going to give you some great tips on how to convert from Excel to Access. The Microsoft Access Podcast is brought to you by accessusergroups.org an online community of Access users worldwide with free meetings scheduled throughout the month. We invite you to join us by registering for free at accessusersgroup.org and learn more about Microsoft Access with experts around the world. Welcome back. So I'm going to give you some great tips on how to convert from Excel to Access. You know, one of the things that you want to make sure during this conversion process is that the results are correct. And so I tell this to my employees all the time. you got to verify. You have to know the answer before you ask the question. They'll hear me say that all the time. And what it is is you have an Excel spreadsheet that's working, right? So make sure the Excel spreadsheet is correct and accurate and producing accurate results. And you then create an access database. Well, now you have a foundation to test and validate your access work off of Excel. So the Excel becomes the test to make sure your database is correctly done. And that the reports generated from the database are identical to the output of the Excel spreadsheet. So it's really nice to be able to have that. Something you need to watch out for is you got to make sure that the data you import into Access is good. A lot of times the Excel spreadsheet may have duplicate customer names. Uh, they're the same customer, but somebody entered it multiple times. Probably because it was a difficult customer name to begin with and they couldn't find it. And they said, well, I'll just go ahead and a new one. Or they have mixed data in the same column. So you may have a unit measure uh, column. Uh, and a unit measure could be each, gallon, pail, skid. Uh, and then somebody decided to put good. For whatever reason, they just put the word good in that uh, unit measure column. So you got to look out for those instances and have the client 
say, okay, what should have this been, right? And fix those issues. So having the wrong data and the wrong columns is very common. So if it's a major issue when it's a large spreadsheet over many, many years, you're going to have lots of cleanups to do before you take it into access. And the best person to clean it up is the customer or the business, right? Because you, they know what the proper data should be. And it's a wonderful opportunity to purge the data that's wrong or fix it up so that when you start with access, you start with a fresh slate. Displaying the information in access is not going to be the same way in Excel. In Excel, you have all these columns. You can have dozens and dozens of columns that span the screen uh, horizontally. You're not going to be able to do that in access. You have to come up with another way of being able to visualize the data in your access database. One great way of doing it is with uh, subforms. And the subforms themselves can be in tabs. So you have a main form at the top. Let's say, for example, you're doing an analysis on customer orders. And so you'll see the customer name at the top of the main form along with their address information. Then you may have a tab control on the bottom. Uh, the first tab might be orders. And the second tab might be uh, estimates and invoices in the tab and uh, and uh, contacts at that business. So you're allowed, you're able to group things using these subforms to be able to have a visual representation that's going to be similar to, but not exactly like a cell. So those are the two challenges you're going to have. You want to make sure that the access database is accurate, just as accurate as Excel, and you want to make sure that the uh, information is displayed correctly and come up with a new way of displaying it. The other aspect of this is uh, you want to make sure that the access database can work with different periods of time. So say, for example, you have six spreadsheets in front of you, one for the first six months of the year. Well, your access database needs to replicate those six spreadsheets over time so that the results are correct, right? So don't focus on just one month and say, oh, well, the results match this month, so I guess the access database is okay. No, you really want to stress test your database and make sure that each month is correct, not just one month or one period of time. Now, another tip I can give you is once you have the spreadsheet converted over to access, that doesn't mean you have to give us spreadsheets. In fact, uh, Access is great at producing spreadsheets. So let's say, for example, you have um, uh, you need to create this Excel spreadsheet for management, right? Because they don't want to run Access to, to use the system. They want their spreadsheet that they've been getting for the last uh, six months, right? And so you can program Access to create a report or a query that then can be outputted to Excel, and even we can even use VBA to make the Excel spreadsheet look just almost just as like their spreadsheet they're used to seeing. So the upper management is none the wiser. You get the same spreadsheet, not realizing that it was a um, that was converted to Access. If you do your job right, they shouldn't see the difference. I've even worked on projects where we use VBA to format the Excel spreadsheet really nice with. Uh, bold labels and subtotals, and I love looking at the, how Access can open Excel, paste the data into Excel, and then resize the columns and all, add all the effects, and do it so much faster than a human can do it, and in the end, produce the same spreadsheet they're used to seeing in management. People get surprised. They're like, wow, that, took me, that would take me 30 minutes to do if I did it manually versus 
you click a button in Access and it creates it uh, in a few minutes or a few seconds actually. So Access really can afford you some uh, great automation. Uh, we've had instances of customers who um, receive data in CSV files. And if you try to open a CSV file in Windows most, and you have Excel installed, you're going to get an Excel spreadsheet. It looks like an Excel spreadsheet. It's actually a CSV file. And uh, we hear their story how they have to take uh, all these uh, CSV files and uh, modify them, clean them up. Um, I'll give you an example of that as well. Sometimes the CSV file comes from an enterprise system such as SAP or Oracle. And it's got uh, all these headers at the top and all these footers. And then there's a break in the report um, blank lines. And so uh, they spend a few minutes, if not uh, a couple hours, cleaning up all this data, deleting the rows, uh, the headers, and just leaving the raw data that they need in order to then start their analysis. And we can use VBA and queries in Excel, and Access, excuse me, to import those CSV files and do it in a question of seconds. We got some plate episodes planned for you going forward. Stay tuned for how you can reach me. Thanks for listening. If you wish to comment, request a topic, or reach us, please visit accessusergroups.org contact. We welcome your tweet at jsoto22 or connect with Juan at linkedin.com slash in slash Juan Soto. We'd love to hear from you.